Hollywood. Yeah, that, you know what he you know what he said. These Hollywood directors or producers do. Hmm. A competing studio will figure out where a big director lives, and they'll put out their competing studios so that's on the route there. to where he drives to work. <laughs> just to piss him the fuck just off. Just for vanity, because they have that much fuck you money. That is hilarious. And they say movies... You know who movies. would do that? Oh. Mike. Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> that's like something Mike would... I would not be like, dude, that's fucking low. Why would you do that? Right. Mike would be like, no, fuck him. Yeah. Mike, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> his his revenge right. tactics are like very Cool. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that because Mike, Mike said he's going to be watching live. He's very excited. Or was it he played your he pu- played your publicist all morning to me. Did he really? Yeah. What did he say? He said, uh, "Keep it positive." Ask <laughs> positive about what? <laughs> I was like, Mike, uh, we're going to do it how we always do it. Oh. I mean, he was just being funny. He's like, "No, I I I I I, I know I have to play Steve's uh, publicist." <laughs> I love By it. By the way, we are being very fraudulent right now, but this helps the look. They're not working, so don't worry. Oh, I love it. Yes. What's, what's but it doesn't look right without it. It looks fucking weird. Just like a dude sitting behind the table, like. Right. It's like talk show style, right? They don't really, literally talk. We're already on there. Yeah. It's, we're live. This is live. Alright. Why do I look dark as shit? All the lights only on here. Um, I don't know. Just point that more down. Yeah. Is it actually started yet? Yeah, let's start. Yeah. So, do the intro? Yes. Yeah. Today we have Steve Olson, actor. He's been in literally every commercial you freaking see. It's amazing. And he was the lead in the movie I produced, Fishbowl, California. So, awesome to have you on, dog. Which he also produced. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. He didn't want to, but yes. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And Yugi. And yes, I was in it. I was, I was the lawyer. Yes. Yes. Let's not just skim over that. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. My law degree came in. Yeah, his law degree came in. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. No, I, was, no. Oh, okay. I knew you were good. I was prepared for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but we're talking, we're talking first, because before, did you start, because you're in like so many commercials, and I hate saying you're a commercial actor because you're not, you do a freaking movie, so you're obviously way more than that. Right. But. Sure. When did that start taking off for you? Like, were you doing improv? Because we've never even talked about that. I've known you for a while. We haven't really talked about like where you started. Yeah, 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 the details of like all that. Um, yeah, so I moved out here when I was, uh, let's see, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Some early 20s. And, uh, damn, you've been here for like 12 years? Oh, 13 yeah, That's yeah. Cool. 11, 12, something like that. Um, where did you say you moved from? Ohio, I'm from Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Oh, fucking Yeah, it. Cleveland. Oh, wow. They called the mistake on the lake. Where we just had Fishbowl California premiere in Columbus. That's true. Which is not the mistake on the lake. That's no. not not on a lake at all. And so it went really, really well. Indeed. Steve was fantastic in it. But anyway, so you moved out here. Yeah. Did you go to college for arts? Yeah. Uh, no, I studied finance in school, actually. Yeah. What, what type of finance? Um, just... Uh, just finance, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like up there. There was a finance degree. Yeah. When you what when they say finance and what do you, exactly do you study? Like what spectrum? Just fucking everything. Econ, business law. Business law. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know all that stuff. Hmm. It's basically everything you study in accounting, except we had to learn more conceptual shit. Oh, oh you studied accounting? Well, I liked finance more. The only reason I did accounting was it was I was told that was a better degree. It's probably it's more specific. specific. No, it was a better degree to go into law. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And that was my goal at the time. Ah, okay. That makes sense. But finance, I liked more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that, well, that was because I moved to LA, and I just assumed right off the bat there was no chance of ever making it as an actor. So I, I was like, let's do finance. Yeah. So, and then I never used the degree, luckily. But maybe I'll have to pull it out of my back pocket. And the guy Get the fuck like, out of it. No, you wouldn't. He'll be like, what have you been doing for the last twenty-one well, years? It's, such a, it's an advantage to have that, though. That right? knowledge is great. Your mind works that way. I guess. Yeah. I don't remember any of it, but. Oh, okay. No, but it's not like I remember details of counting either. I, I was, I remember, you know what's so funny how you know you lost a lot of shit? Yeah. It's because I used to tutor in it. Right. And now I was thinking, like, could I tutor in it? And I'm like, I just forgot way too much stuff. Like, yeah. detail oriented stuff. Yeah, but well, your mind works that way anyway. Like, no, but not, not conceptually not, not, to teach it, though. To teach it. And that's completely different. Like, a lot, real life stuff is simple, but, like, concepts, I forgot all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, what did your parents do? Uh, my dad was a police officer, my mother, uh, was an artist. Interesting. So, yeah. What kind of artist? Uh, she just painted, like, watercolors, uh, she was an art teacher at high, uh, high school college, at, you know, local high schools and colleges. Oh, right on, right on. Ohio, so, yeah. so she would go in, like, on those days, art days? Yeah, yeah, and she sold paintings in, like, local, um, boutique art shops, things like that. Stuff that people put, like, uh, shit that people put on their walls in Ohio, in, like, their bathrooms, like a picture of, like, an apple. Oh, that's or, funny. Or, like, a kid funny. sledding down a hill or something like that. That's what totally. she did. Did you, did you do any of that as a kid then? Like, did she uh, inspire you to, did you do plays as a child? Like, I don't know if you guys went to church, did you perform at, at church? Yeah, no. No. Uh, no, I was more sports. As, oh, okay. sports. Yeah, I was in sports and, um... What'd you play? Uh, baseball and basketball. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was always, like, the last guy to barely make the team. And every year on everything, so, but I just barely, you know... Yeah. And I would just ride the bench in every sport and got to hang out with the guys. I never fun. made the basketball team. I fucking, I desperately wanted to, uh-huh. and I tried out, I remember it, and it was just... Fucking, I couldn't hang. I was right. out of the conditioning. But really? Yeah. You look like you have gotten... Well, back. now, yeah, but, like, no, when I was... You younger. have to start with you go retry out. And like, I would, f- I would love that. Like, if there was a movie where I'm like, hey man, we we'll go back to high school and retry. <laughs> yeah, like, did you make the team now? Dude, it's really sucked. Like now, I feel really way more confident. But back then, yeah, that's true. Like the most embarrassing thing for me in middle school is when they would play shirts and skins. <laughs> right, right. No, seriously, because like, was... these dudes would take their shirts off and they just like be look good. Yeah, right. And I, I was, I would pray that I would be on shirts. I would pray. Oh, you weren't. What? Th- th- this wasn't happening. Then. Yeah, I had really bad eczema, so I was already really insecure about the way my skin looked. Yeah. Literally, I had like pus and like skin was really fucked up, and I was in. Even if I did have eczema, lady killer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> complete opposite. <laughs> right. Fucked. And then even without that, my body sucked. Okay. And it seemed like it seemed like on basketball teams, every dude had like a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch body. Like every white kid true. was like true. six pack, nice, and I'm like son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> so I wasn't even worried about my skill set. I was just worried about how the fuck I looked right. all the time. I wasn't paying attention. But like the coach you. would be talking about plays and stuff, and yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm like fucking look at how I'm good. Everyone wants I'm like sucking in my fucking belly and shit, like pus oozing. It sucked, dude. And then I would be the only guy like in that wouldn't take showers because I was just embarrassed. So right. There was more. That's all I remember from being on the basketball team. Is everything you told me right now. Right. Because I was super insecure about that. The pool. That's pretty cruel. The pool. They would. Season was a bitch, and like when you do that pool swimming in school. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Fuck, because you had to take your shirt off and then like that. I never had really to do that. Spoke, Really? Yeah, we, we didn't have pool in our... Like, we had it, but it wasn't part of the PE <laughs> program or anything. Yeah, we just swim. That actually just yeah. brought back a really horrifying memory, because they made us do pool. Not pool. Swimming. Swimming. Right. Uh, that'd be hilarious if they... Was it like swimming pool? lessons? That would be. It was a swimming lessons, but they had a diving board that was super high, and they made everybody dive, and we're in like seventh grade. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to do that one. Oh, and shit. And then they go, everybody has to do it. See, we didn't That's like that. saying... But did they teach you how to dive? I still can't dive. I, mean, I can't dive. dive. Because it's too scary. I got I'm scared of diving. I can bullshit dive. I can't like properly. But you can, you can, you can, yeah. you can go like, but you can go in like an arrow. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't do that like, shit. Yeah. I, I, no, I, so I, I face plan. Yo, dude, because yeah. it's counterintuitive to keep your head down. Yes. So every time we're about to dive, I look up and you're fucked. Yeah. Because your whole body goes flat. Yeah. Absolutely. And they said, everybody has to do it no matter how scared you are. You're diving off of this like it was like twelve feet, Fuck. like way bigger than a board that you see like at a, like a, a, a your friend's swimming pool. It was it was like an Olympic size. That's uh, you have to climb a ladder. Dude, yes, yes, you have to climb the ladder. I'm like, is this legal? Wild. I was like, I didn't know about that. I didn't even know you, people did that. Like we played racquetball and other things. We never hit the pool in my PE in high school. Not once. We had it. There was a pool team. Yeah, it wasn't part of our. PE curriculum. Yeah, okay. our, our school was big into water sports. Maybe that's why they did it because it was like a lot of water polo and yeah. But the, the, we had the teams, but it wasn't part of PE. We had like lacrosse was right. massive. The the, 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 the was terrible. The beverage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> this, exactly. Lacrosse. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You play lacrosse? Yeah. You play lacrosse? Yeah. So then we drink it. When you hey when you came to uh, when you moved here in 2005, which was like three four years before I moved to Howard, was it at that time? Did you do improv? Because I know Groundlings in Second City were the sh- that was before all the other ones came in to 0506, right? Uh, Isn't Groundlings yeah. like the biggest name? Groundlings is big, yeah. Because even when I moved here, you heard nothing but Groundlings. Now you hear about all the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I moved in, everyone's like, dude, if you want to do comedy and you want to learn improv, you gotta go to Groundlings. So that's yes. what I did. That's what everyone told me to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like, um, like in 1960 when they said go work in the mail room, and then that's how you become. Too bad that still kind of works. People still oh, do that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I still don't be able to have it. But, but, gr- but Groundlings at least had more. Um, there was more structure because you're like, okay, cool. You you know you like hone in your act. Then there's people who come and scout. So it like had it made sense, but then yeah. that shit's not even true. So yeah, I did. I took some classes at Groundlings, and then I did this other place called Acme Comedy, which was big back then. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, like Adam Cole went to Acme. That's his restaurant, by the way, next to the Acme place. Oh, that's Adam restaurant. Oh, oh, Adam Crow owns it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was kind of, and I think they they just moved to North Hollywood. But anyways, that's um, that's what I was doing was Acme and Groundlings. So I was doing sketch at Acme and then improv at Groundlings. Did you did you? Uh, Audition for Groundlings, or you just kind of. I mean, did you go that far up? No, no, no. Uh, no I mean, you audition to like everyone so they could. Take no, I did that too. Though. I did, but like laugh. to audition for Groundlings to perform, that's like. No, yeah, you really had to stick with it. You had to stick yeah. with it for years. Yeah. No, I wasn't that committed. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, just to like see where you place in their classes. Oh, that's yeah. You know, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. yeah I, I did that too, but I thought you were talking about audition for the class. That's no. like. No. That turned cultish, dude. Yeah. Those motherfuckers, got, at least the ones, I didn't like the vibe. Like, when you talk to the dudes that have been doing it for four years, like, right. on the highest groundlings level. Yeah. I didn't, 
my experience, fuck, we're like out in Groundlings right now. It was like not friendly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did, at least I didn't yeah, feel I felt it was alone. Friendly. I was like, my own teacher. Fuck that. I forgot. I won't say her name. Dude, she wouldn't speak to us during breaks. Oh, interesting. If, yeah. If, if, hardcore. If all, of us, all of us were so intimidated by her. It's like comedy is one of those things where you're so vulnerable, where you want to feel incredibly comfortable, right? right? And all of us felt the opposite. Right. Like, we were all it's scared. Like, like, you felt military. Like, I'd get up there and do something, and anyone. But I remember me, she, she like, not funny, go again. Uh, that's not going to make me funnier. Right. I'm not saying I don't want to learn, but holy shit. That's yeah. not what you say to someone. Right. Like, completely just killed your creative spirit. Right. And all of us, like, we had a girl cry. Like, she, it was just her. It was not grounding. She was a terrible fucking teacher. Right. And I stuck with another one, it was better. You like, know? during those activities yeah. in the, like, auditioning class, yeah. like, did you feel like, oh, cool, my style fits right into this? Um... Yeah, I, I was more into the sketch because that's that was what I was so totally into like growing up was just watching SNL and watching yeah. comedy movies and stuff. That was more my bread and butter. That's like what I enjoyed watching was comedic stuff. Me too, right? It's also my family, what you're good at doing. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, it was that was just sort of the environment in my family. That like those are the kind of movies that are always playing in the household. So I guess that was what I was exposed to, and so I don't know. Whatever. That was just my interest. So. Um, I really enjoyed the sketch, though. Um, the improv is... It's just so hard to be an extraordinarily good improviser. Like, And if you're not as good as like the top guys, there's just such a huge gap between like Will Ferrell or, or you know, just these guys who can do it at just such an insane level. What do you think makes yeah. them so good, though? Because there's those people who are really good and they just have a such a keen, like, acute sense yeah. that they can throw in something that's legitimately funny versus people who just kind of throw in weird, random shit right. to close the gap, but it really doesn't. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I think it just has to do with whatever kind of knowledge you have. Like, if, you, if you're really knowledgeable about, like, a certain topic or type of... That's a good point. You know, you're going to be able to riff within that sort of world. Like, if you know a lot about sports, you'll be able to easily improvise on a... You know, well, or did you know you a lot do, about cars. Did you do sure. short form or long form? Yeah, I think it was just short form there at Groundlings. I felt very comfortable with short form. Long form is a different world. Yeah. I only did it once. It's that's hard. Yeah, that's when they found and the out. People, yeah, you yeah. Know how to do it. Yeah, straight yeah. up though. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who was like, really? Do you know who was really good? Who was a star and that the progressive lady. I forgot her name. Flo. Yeah, but what her real name is? She. Stephanie Courtney. Yes. Yeah. She got it. Two uh, first names. Yeah. The, move, the when I moved here and I was at Groundlings. We'd go watch, and she'd be performing, and she stuck out. She was like a fucking star up yeah. on stage. She murdered it. I did a She's commercial so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a progressive commercial with her, and she was, like, hilarious, even between the tapes. Yes, man. I remember we came back from lunch one day, and what did she say? She goes, um, uh, I just want to, like, announce uh, to, the, to the crew, uh, I had just the tiniest sip of liquor at lunch. Only because I have to deal with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like so hilarious. When you're, taking, really funny. when you're taking class and you would watch her, you'd be like, that's what good is. Yeah, right. She stuck out on stage with other people that were like, you know, considered personnel and shit, or trying to be at least. You're like, damn. So it made sense when she got flow. Yeah, totally. Were you a Chris Farley fan? Yeah, anybody. anybody I was, uh, yeah, everybody. He was like, I'm like a fan of like even the worst SNL. I'm like, oh, Rob, like Rob Schneider's the greatest actor ever. They're like, he's like the worst actor ever. 
I'm like, no, I don't think so, actually. Because I'm just that big of an SNL fan. Like, if you were on SNL for orgasm one season, orgasm you're above Daniel Day Lewis to me. I feel you on that, dude. I, I'm just, it's like the ultimate holy grail is for me, is, too, is SNL. Is SNL. Just because stand up comedy, that, like, I feel like I'm a bit of a nerd of those. I feel you. Those, those are the people I admire. I 100% because I mean you look at it like such good talent came out of there especially like the early 90s yeah. late 80s early 90s crew like Sandler Spade Rock and then Murphy in the back of the day Will Ferrell Will Ferrell yeah yeah well, and an, interesting, an interesting thing was uh, uh, and recently some of the, uh, we've had some good ones too uh, Kristen Wiig oh yeah yeah she's really good I, yeah, I'm Fallon, a huge fan, S- fan of her yeah and who's that who's that girl who's I'm thinking uh, about her uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. Where even now you feel like, damn, these are like solid. Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey. I just Tina really, really good ones. Yes. Hater or Bill Hater. Bill Hater. Yeah, Bill yeah, Hater. totally. Oh shit, I forgot his name. He was playing on the band for Fallon before the the Roots. And then he got on the SNL. No, no. Oh, it was uh, Fred Armand. Uh, Fred Armisen. Fred, Fred Armisen. Portlandia. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he was playing like. Yeah. Well, I heard an interesting, uh, this is sort of inspiration, I think, for any actor, a story, um, Lorne Michaels was interviewed on a podcast by Mark Maron, Lorne, Lorne Michaels, you know, runs yeah. SNL, and he's only been interviewed, I think, like, twice in his whole life, or three times. He's like this mystical figure, everyone talks about you never see him. Never yeah. see him. So that's why this, I mean, if you go, if you are interested in... When did, that come, when did that episode come out? Because I listened to Mark Maron. Mark Maron? Uh, a couple years ago. I, I don't remember when, but uh, it's it's up there. And it's it's hilarious because Mark Maron had auditioned for SNL and he didn't choose him. So he was like coming back and he was asking him in the interview. Made him wait. So, yeah, yeah. He's like, why didn't you cast me? It was That, that was awkward and funny. But Lauren Michaels, what? and this is this was the most inspirational thing I took away from it, like as, a, as an aspiring actor, aspiring whatever, uh, comic, you know, uh, comedic type actor, was that he said... Um, He's like, you know, acting is just like all these other things you read about the 10,000 hours and stuff, but it apl- he goes, it 100% applies to acting because it, he goes, it happens to people on our show all the time, which is that we get actors, they come in, they've been here for five, six years, and then all of a sudden, like in the fifth or sixth year, suddenly they sort of blow up and people know them and start to go, and the people say, oh, I've loved that person all along, but in fact, they have data that tracks it, and he's like, no, you actually didn't love that person all along. They just... You see what I mean? It's like, awesome. That, yeah, and that's that's. I think it all hits. An interesting concept that that uh, I didn't think that at first as an actor when I moved here. I just thought you either have it or you don't kind of thing. And the people that make it just had it, and the people, but uh, and you know the people that, that don't don't have it. But it's I, uh, as the years go by, I, I think it's something to some degree. That you, I mean, maybe that's obvious. They, people, they always you can get better at, you know. They say that in stand up. It's like you know, it's like a five, six year mark. I remember asking Godfrey, this comedian, I went to go see him. Gilbert, yeah. Uh, not Gilbert. No, oh. just God- Godfrey. <laughs> no, Godfrey, dude. That, that Black. Uh, you seen the Seven Up commercials back in the day? Oh, like, okay. I feel it's like, hilarious. Yeah. His name's Godfrey. Oh, okay. His <laughs> name's sort of Godfrey, okay. and I went and saw him when I was in college years back, and I asked him, I was like, "Yo, man, when did you see like a significant like change in?" confidence and just deliveries like you know it was year six six years in he's like there was just some air that came into my my lungs and i just i just felt i was at a different level and interesting so that is true but think about it when you're auditioning how you are going to a commercial room now mm-hmm. and how you were when you first came right 
Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Dude, let's keep this shit real because you're not going to say it. People get scared when they see a commercial audition. No lie. I'm not even joking. I'm not just kissing your ass. <laughs> when they no, see what? When they see him in a commercial world because oh, he oh, oh. he's the A-list star commercial. That's just a... Dude, I don't, I'm not even fucking with you. I'm being dead serious, right? I'm just speaking <laughs> fact. You, but think about that, right? Think about that. So you bring an aura in something. Okay. I think it's just comments. Yeah, yeah. I think you bring aura in, in thing just because one, you've done it. But there's another thing that comes into it, man. When you, the booking the room. You've booked the room so many times. Yeah. That's why I asked you outside of if ad agencies have hit you up. Yeah. And that's what I was curious you know, about. Because they don't, but, or maybe once or twice I have, but no, that's not like a thing. But I will say that uh, the six or seven year thing you're talking about, that, that happened to me in commercials. The first, I think, five or six years that I just for commercial, I think I booked two. There you go, right? But that's still that's a crazy. good booking rate, to be honest. Two in six years, I mean... Now, if you look at it from where you are now, that sucks. Because you book one a month, but back then, I mean, I know people who made it six, seven years and never booked a network national, so... Yeah, no, and these weren't network national. This was just like, uh, whatever, yeah. but... And yeah, like a lady told me at the time, I think it was like the fourth or fifth year, uh, it was Danny Goldman casting, which he's not a casting director anymore. And uh, I auditioned for them so many times, I was like probably my... 30th audition for them, but in like the fourth or fifth year, and she cut in the middle of the take. She goes, she goes, Steve, you know, you're, you, we, you have a great look. We like your look. She goes, you just, you're just not getting it, oh, oh, or something shit. like that. It was pretty. Hard. I go, all right, tell me what am I, don't I get? I go, I, I, I know I'm not getting it clearly because <laughs> I'm just you know sitting at home, um, not getting. Yeah. It. <laughs> 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 drinking coke and getting <laughs> drunk. Yeah, she didn't ex- have an explanation. She was just sort of like, "Do a better job. You're not doing a good job." So, and and then um, li- and then I think like 2011, it, it was just out of nowhere. I have no explanation for it. I just started booking stuff left and right. When you first came here, what was your like? What? Did, well, how did you set yourself up? You just. Did you start getting... Oh, well, I was in school for the... I transferred from Ohio to Cal State, so I felt the first three years I was in school. So that helped the transition a bit. Okay. Because I was living on campus, and I made, you know... Oh, it's huge, all yeah. All my best friends are still friends I met, from, you know. Scott. Damn, that's... Scott, a, yeah. It's like one of the best case scenarios. Yeah, yeah. So I guess... Nurturing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you guys, I'm assuming you guys were... Um, I did. I had a similar thing. I went to school in Orange County. Okay. So I was like already, I had planned it that way. I was like, cool. I'll go to Orange County, then I'll move to LA. That was the whole, you know. Yeah, right. So, but yeah. then did you, once you came, once you graduated, did you start like, all right, fuck, dude, I need to get a job or some supplemental? Actually, right away, I think the first week or two that I was in LA, I was already sending out trying to get an agent like that. Like a commercial agent, you know, whatever. When you actually had to send out headshots? When you actually had to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the, like, postcards and yeah. shit. You should have licked the stamps. Yeah. You had to lick that's huge. Like Dude, yeah. that's, what, that's what everyone told you you had to go to Samuel French. Remember? <laughs> yeah. You've got to get yeah. these specific headshot things yeah. to freaking send it. Yeah. High print. It's fucking expensive when you came in. You're just like, just... <laughs> and you know the fools, most of the time, they're not going to look at it. They're going to throw it in the trash. Yeah. That's a significant yeah. time in history, is stamp licking era. Yeah. 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 Very... Now you're like, ew, the germs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was, uh... And so then you got work after that? So within, like, the first, you know, yeah, those first couple years that I was in, in or the last three years that I was in school, it took me a little while to graduate. I can't have been, how many years I actually took? <laughs> um, but the last three that I was in school. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I was like auditioning for stuff right away, you know, or trying to anything. Craigslist stuff, actors, you know, totally, just like, totally. Uh, commercial auditions. And so by like, um, and so then there were like two years after college where I started working some odd jobs and then I started working in, as a... What kind of odd jobs? Uh, the classic, um, not, not a waiter, but like, uh, catering. Okay. But I got fired because my buddy and I were got hired at the same time. Uh, we were like, come this on. This is shit show. <laughs> shit show. And there was a big like black tie event and, and we dared each other to throw dinner rolls across the whole convention hall. Like, well, these people. Fucking <laughs> So we did it and um, they didn't figure out at first. It took them like a day and they're like, we oh. just like, <laughs> no, it was like a baseball, like a, like a, like a, like a hop. Like an outfielder throwing the home plate like that hard and far. Oh, and, uh, the people were just like, this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like people black tie event. We were like, we're probably yeah, gonna, we hated the job. Like, uh, I got fired. So uh, anyway, let's just do it. It's like me and you and on uh, me and you on set. Yeah, but they couldn't really fire and, uh, either. It's so funny. Fucking That's general. hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, you did, yeah. so you did the catering and then yeah. and then I would do the promo stuff. Um, right. Like, what promos did you do? Only everyone that I know that does promos girls right now. Well, look at you, sexy mother. I, I, did you get a bar? I called to my up? mother. What can I say? Did you, did you get a bar to dress up as Captain? Cap no, the things I got were like, um, they, they gave me, uh, they put me in the mall at like a, at a kiosk mm. to sell phones. Classic. And uh, I, did, I did that with a buddy. And then the reason I got fired from that is because we were like, okay. Throwing phones? Throwing phone, no, because they were so they're tethered to. The, He's like, so there's a black tie event, yeah. <laughs> and we were just throwing dinner rolls, you know, through the mall, yeah. throughout the mall, hitting people just throwing razor buff. Yeah, okay. we were throwing phones. Um, but the, you know, we're like, look, if we just left, if we check in, the phones are tethered to the thing. Why don't we just check in and we'll come back when the shift ends and check out? Classic. And we killed, we went and we like went swimming and we came back and like two of the phones were just ripped out and stolen. <laughs> and we're like, okay, that doesn't work. That's why that doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Or else everybody would do that. Fucking That is hilarious. Yeah. So we would hop, hop from promo to promo and, you know, they can't really, you know, I'd hop around like a criminal in a way because it's like, you know. Did I could only do jobs where they didn't know my reputation. Exactly, exactly. That could just catch up eventually. Like, hey, you know, every time you leave a job, fucking phones are missing. Yeah, yeah phones are missing. You dinner rolls are you. missing. But were you when you were doing commercials? When did you start? Um, were you going out theatrically? Did you take like a theatrical TV film? No. So that was you know, not much before Fishbowl, as far as yeah, just a TV. couple things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I've done a couple co-stars. This is my first guest star last year, which was so great. But uh, no, it, no, it wasn't a lot of theatrical stuff. Um, I was, I sort of just was. Uh, it, it was very apparent to me how difficult it was to make money theatrically. So I just decided not. Which, I, which I, in a way, I regret it because you should always, you know, be training and like trying to do everything you can possibly. But I just thought, you know. You probably maybe I'll just choke on the guest star though. What's that? The guest star will pay nice. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just aimed for commercials because I thought you know it's very just take this one thing yeah. at a time. And I, for some reason, in my head, I thought if I can't make it in commercials, why in the hell would I make be able to make it at something more difficult? So that's just the logic of my head. They're different, dude. That's <laughs> They're different. I have a friend who books everything TV, and he would ask like, "How do I book a commercial?" That's like, dude. How do you book? Shows. I know. Like, it's the lead. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I've had people ask me that. You weren't going to McDonald's commercial, you just booked 18 pages. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You know, yeah. Like, you're on an NBC sitcom. They're, they're, they're very different. They are. They're right. very different. Which different vibes and different energies. Because uh, I used to do way more commercial commercials. Personality, of course, fit in the thing, and energy, and what you're bringing. Yep. I feel like uh, with that, it's it can be energy, but it's more about what you're bringing to the character and understanding where you are arc of the scene and stuff. You know yeah. What I, mean? I also think with anything creative, uh, a lot of like... I don't want to say it's luck, but a lot of like I think people's success and anything creative, whether it's music or art or acting, it's like depends on some of the, the timing and what's popular at the time that you're trying to do your thing. Absolutely, you know. So um, very true. If if you happen to be putting out something that happens to line up with like what's in vogue at the moment, you, you've got yeah. Well, look at all the mumble rappers right now. The, the what? Mumble rap. Like yeah. all the new rappers, right? Yeah. Like, literally five years ago, I'd be like, you, this is stupid. Yeah. This and is all so three dark. of us have mobile rap records coming out. Yeah, all, yeah. Hip the hip the. And it works. It we works. Have six right now, like everyone. And I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like. I have no idea what the fuck they're saying. Some of the beats are cool though. Yeah. Um. This is what it is. I mean, yeah, you listen to it for just whatever. It, just it is, but it's like some of the it. worst lyrics. Like we all it grew is. up times where there's all no matter what generation. Like you, I know we have like things we all consider like the best generations when we were young. But even then, there were like shitty lyrics, right? Yeah. Like there was people out there that were big that, that weren't all Eminem's and Jay Z and Nas and shit. Right. But now you're like, God damn, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm yeah. Gonna do your underwear. Yeah. Pull it down. Yeah. 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 The fuck. That was like Rick Ross. Like, yeah. His lyric. I don't understand. I think I understand one line in every Rick Ross out of like 88 lines. You know what's funny? I actually Better. find his shit at least it's you can understand. It. I don't. His is a level above. Yeah. He's, he's like, like I he's, 36 at 16 at the 14 on the 26. I'm like, okay, I would break that down. Okay, I understand, but then some of his cultural references we sure. don't understand. Yeah. But if you understand his cultural references, there's some in time, like him, two chains, like all of them kind of the same level. Yeah. They're good, but they're yeah. not fucking great, right. but they're not these one of them. You know, no, no, they no, have no. some talent, yeah. in my opinion. Like they have some skills that they know how to put cadence together. They have a vibe. They they have a lot of like sats. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they're bringing some poetic. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing to it. Yeah, what's that panda guy's name? Uh, <laughs> I can't understand shit. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what he knows bad. We only know him by the panda guy. Exactly. Who yeah. she that is? Yeah, panda Express guy. I don't, I don't know, know who it is. Panda guy. I don't know the panda guy. guy's name. I'm not but a that, that, but that, that's actually the point. Right. The song was bigger than you. Yeah. As always, oh, because yeah, the exactly. song is catchy as fuck. Yeah. Let's all be honest. That song's funny, like, gun- even in my car sometimes I play the song. Yeah. I gotta hear yeah. it. Oh, you've heard it a million times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you know the anyway, like, I got broads in Atlanta. Yeah. Super Descended to Phantom. Credit cards in a Phantom. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you haven't heard it. Maybe you haven't heard it. Funny. He's on that way. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but so, so I'll go into this because it's important we want to talk about. Um, with Fishbowl California, the reason I brought up the thing is uh, Michael McRae, the director, um, and writer, we when we saw your he came over and we saw your audition tape. You were really freaking good. Thank you. Thank you. I really watched good. it too. You were oh, really good. Well, the first audition was good, but we didn't get the full spectrum of you, right? Because the, the what we gave you to audition was just the comedy. Yeah, right, right. That was the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Des- designer is the rapper. Yeah, designer. Yeah, or the rapper. Uh, but but uh, when you um, was this so you since you were so into commercials, what that's why I never asked you what brought you because you got this. Your own self tape. It wasn't yeah. your agent, correct? Uh, 
I can't. It was either through a manager or through myself. Yeah. Yeah. There was a breakdown, and there was a self tape. Yeah. There were there were two there were two tapes. There were two rounds. The first scene was a comedic sequence, yeah. and Mike said I went way too off scripts. And, well, uh, you improved a lot, but you got the vibe of the character. Yeah. Yeah. But as a writer, he obviously wants to make sure that you can stick to what he writes, yeah. which is fine. I, which I get. My main concern, which you killed, was can you be grounded? Right. Because this character is so off the rails in a way, like comedically, he can really be out there with no groundedness and wouldn't sell. Yeah. And it kind of works because that's how your comedy is kind of like that. It's you know, yeah, kind of, kind of physicality, yeah. crazy, really quirky, right? Yeah. Which worked really well for the character, and that's why it was you and like. One other person for sure that we liked, and there yeah. was another guy that was kind of, I think, I forgot, but there was one other person for sure mm-hmm. that was like, you guys were both really good. But when we gave the dramatic scene, you're the only one who brought it, and the other guy did it. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I thought we talked to you. Know, well, now you know. No, I didn't know that. Uh, like the, that the, uh, I, I knew it was like one other guy, wrote, but yeah, uh, I didn't know the details of it all. Well, the problem with the comedy is if, it, if you just get some people that are funny, then no one's going to feel shit. Right, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. And this isn't, it is a comedy, but I like to consider more of a dramedy. Yeah. So there are those pivotal scenes in the film that if you're not going to be able to carry any, if it's just funny 24 7, it's not going to work. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely a drama. Do you operate on like a funny, funny guy vibe with people? Like you always try to keep it light? Or do you, are you cool with like going other ways? Uh, j- just in. In life. In all life. life. Can you talk to people? I don't know. I think, uh... I think I'm a mixture. Actually, I would say I don't... I would say I'm more serious. I, I Actually, when you get to know you... I feel like I'm it takes a while. Serious. But when you get to know you... Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm the same. I can relate to that. I feel like a lot of funny people do. That's kind of always been our defense mechanism or initial thing. Yeah. But it's also... It depends. Like, now... Now when we have meetings and stuff, all of us are serious. Yeah, right. Well, it depends on the topic we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, we go into, like, shit, we've got stuff to figure out, so right. there's no jokes exchanged. Yeah, it's, um, you, you remind me more of, like, a, a, just like Robin Williams, who's, like, always on, yeah. pretty much, I mean, and it's hilarious, like, you're, you're fucking hilarious, you know, but I'm just not, that's just not my personality. I can, I like to do it when it's, like, But you were like that on set. But it worked to keep you alive. Maybe that, maybe that's what it was. I yeah, just, come just on, to set. Yeah. Uh, you were like, uh, you were all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked because you needed to keep that energy out. But you were fucking crazy. What am I? Might compare me to Flubber, which is an <laughs> which is an inanimate object, a fictional inanimate object from a Robin Williams movie. When, when you're, so, yeah, but when you're in your creative, like that reference, Mike. But ask Flubber. anybody on set, man. When you were in your creative zone, it was you were just. I'd look, and you'd be on, like, two blocks down all of a sudden. Like, we could be mid-conversation. <laughs> like, it was just so fucking weird. You know, just, I was just like, there were moments where, like, where the fuck is, like, where is he mentally right now? You'd just be talking, and like, yeah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm, like, talking to you. And you're like, whoop. And just like, well, wait, it was funny, but I was like, this guy's so interesting. I think I am so ADD that like, well, and I had a lot of lines to learn, obviously, on this, like, quickly, um, that uh, if I'm near people, my ADD will just kick, so I have to be like, oh, wait, which is fair, and you memorized fast, you did a good job. Thank you. Because we didn't have any line issues on set. Right. Which was was from all actors. Well, yeah, yeah. Everyone was prepped. Well, a little kid. 
But hey, even he wasn't that bad. No, that's what true. I expected from no, I Seriously though, I was like, when we had the reshoot with the kid, I was like, yeah. Mike, no. we're gonna be here for two days. No, he actually was like, lines better than me. That he was, was telling him his lines. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually totally joking. He was, yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. he actually was really good. Yeah, like, so how old was he? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lucas. Yeah. Five, six. Seven. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't know how he was like three or nine. I don't know kids' ages. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember seeing him. He looked. So what? Young. What was your experience now, like? You went from not having too much TV work to like carrying a film. What's that been like for you? Well, I think it's given me um, some confidence, certainly, and the experience of being on a set. I mean, of being on that set, that's like doing. I mean, how many hours? You know, that's like those are long days, man. It's like sixteen-hour days. Yeah, and you and you learn a lot about yourself, watching yourself back, and that. See, like, see, seeing, I think you learn a lot about, or I learned a lot about what it is that people respond to about me and don't respond to about me. Like, as an actor, like, the qualities. You so know, it's like, oh, that, okay, that's working, that's working. Oh, no, no, that is, we don't really like that on you. That isn't, that's not becoming on you. But, okay, keep it more. Well, so especially like, when it was coming to that specific character. That specific like character, yeah. Because not every uh, role you play in the future is going to have that much creative freedom. Right. As far as improv and things. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. You will have freedom in different ways. But if you're doing like a a war movie, you're not going to be running around dancing and (laughs) letting literally Mike being like, just do shit. Right. We trusted your improv skills so much that we knew we would get something funny if we let you just be. You hear about that in the good old days, like, you know, old school actors like Rob Lowe, they're like, yeah, just... You know, we were on this set, we just learned on the job and shit like that. Yeah. You know, those days, there's... There was so much just gold that they learned fast. Yeah. Compared to our generation or yeah. our wave or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I think it's true. You know? But I think it's just the more, you know, repetitions you're doing anything. It's like you're it's like you're circling around this thing that you're trying to be. Yeah. And the circle's like really big at first. Exactly. And then it like slowly gets a little bit smaller and you're like, okay, why is this taking so long? It's like it's like it's like, I think it was like a circle in my mind. And no, it's finally, very you get tighter true. and tighter around like the point. It's, 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 yeah, when it's high, too, you, you put so much pressure on yourself, and then when you, oh, of course, you get more confident, but you also realize this is a collaborative effort. Like, yeah. it's just not me here. Like, I'm sharing the stage with someone else and being yeah. directed. It's a group thing, and when, that also helps alleviate some pressure. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, there's editing, there's music, there's a whole group. It's not all you. Yeah, it's yeah. just not just carry the story forward and you're good. That's right. It's just not all you. You gotta remember that. You have to. You have to remember that. Yeah. And I learned that more producing. Because I had to look at everything from a wide perspective. Right. So that was an interesting thing to learn when you're like behind the camera, like, okay, I'm looking like, okay. Then I'm looking at other shit. I'm like, just hurry up, dude, because we can't pay overtime. Right. Right? right. So there's like there's more to you right now. Yes. Right. Right. That's an interesting perspective to learn as a producer. Yeah. That you would apply to your acting. That Absolutely. It just makes it easier. Perspective. Like, dude, just do your job. That's the best thing to get anyone. <laughs> right. No, you're here because you already got it. Right. So stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be here if you so stop questioning yourself. You got thing. Right. You don't do need the damn job and leave. Yeah. Do your thing. Be quiet. But yeah. even without having that producer's hat on, as an actor, you want to just be efficient. You don't want to be the fucking guy going like. Can I get another take? It's like, no, you just no. want to... Yeah, absolutely. You want to be efficient. Yeah, I'm saying this allowed you to recognize that uh, you could easier get out of your head about it. 
Sure. Everyone right. knows they want to be efficient, but when you've seen the other side and you've been behind the scenes and you realize how many variables are going into this thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You just go, dude, you're just simply a variable. Right. Yeah, you're the actor, you get all the cliche, everyone, you're the bright lights, you're the right. star. Yeah. But right now, you're a variable. Yes. Just like the lighting guy, everything, just let's go. <laughs> right, right. I, I need the sound to work just as much as I need you to work. <laughs> yeah, and if right. you're great and the sound sucks, it's still a shitty take, bro. Right. The sound guy is just as important right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the sound's not recording, well, I gotta uh, do it again. Right. Even if your performance is fantastic, so right. we need everything to work. Right. Like in this podcast, I don't. It's I, not working. I, I don't see the red. I don't think we've done recording. First of all, see? it is recording. Oh, it is recording. It it's is the recording. image that counts. Okay. That. See. Yep. See. That there you go. The, and you look song. very, very nice. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt more insignificant than on like a commercial set. Uh, I feel like in a film set, they still need to be nicer because you have to have a performance come out, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. On a commercial, it's like, they just don't give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, you're their pawn yeah. and you will do as they say. Right. Maybe you've had a different experience, but... It varies. It's totally across the board, I think. I mean, I think it depends on the size of the role that you have in the commercial and then, like, That's the type true. of the commercial that it is. If you're also, like, you've been paired up with celebrities, so it's probably a little different. They want to keep you just as happy, right? Right. Working with him? I would think so, at least. Yeah. It, it no? Just a, no, absolutely. Yeah, because they want... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they want him to be a little bit happier. No, of course, but, like, you're going to working with a the guy. They want to make sure... Yeah. You know. But, I mean, I've, uh, the commercials I've done, they've ranged from where they're, like, just... Do whatever you want. Let's do ten takes. We do whatever you want to like. If you say one word wrong, um, we have other people in mind. Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah, it's either very black and white. I mean, it, it ranges from. Yeah, it does. It does. The, the copy being they want it exact to which I, which is the same, I guess, as like anything like on a TV show. I've never had a, I've never had a shit experience where I felt like I was treated like a piece of shit. Yeah, but I've never had that either. I've had experiences where definitely it's like you're in and out. Yeah. Yeah. My Microsoft commercial was like that. That was the weirdest thing. It was just kind of like, everyone was nice, but it was like, all right, come. All right, thanks. Like, you were just like, there. Yeah, you were like, there. Yeah. There was no conversation with you. You're yeah. just kind of like, okay, smile. All right, great. But I, yeah. think, I get it. They have, there were a shit ton. They have other things. I get it. Yeah. But it, it was. It depends on the role that you're. Yeah. That you're. But the crew is important, man. They, they could be one shitty person on the crew, and you're like. Right. You pull it messes up the vibe. Yeah, fuck man. Yeah, I'm fucking background. What I did, I've done so much random Twitter ones, but I did one where uh, I think it was the sound guy or the gaffer. He was like, he rubbed the makeup girl the wrong way or the wardrobe girl because he hit on her, yeah. and she was pissed around him the whole time. Right. And everyone felt the vibe. Yeah. You didn't need to know the situation, but you felt the vibe, and it made. Everyone kind of weird. Yeah, right. You just kind of like this is a little weird. Yeah, you know. And yeah. uh, that 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 something that simple could fuck it up. Yeah, you know? yeah, very true. That is true. It's like um, I feel like man, I've definitely done like non-union stuff. Yeah. And yeah, you can the vibe from that from so long going to like a union stuff. Man, such a, a world's difference. I mean, everyone knows that, but yeah. that's where... Yeah, well, the, because it's nice to know when people are scared of the union. Yeah. That's why yeah. you better behave, because right. we'll be fucked. Right. No one wants sad coming after the production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we fell down on that, not worried about other stuff. I was, we were just worried about overtime, the our permit situations, right. permits expire at this time, we're yeah. going to do this. You're scared every second. Yeah, yeah you know? right, right. Remember we had the late night shoot, we're like, 
Sorry. You know? Oh, yeah. This is last shot off real quick, yeah. you know? That's why these SAG auditions move so much quicker than an audition, because they, they, every, every minute costs like X amount of dollars. But exactly. in the union, there's no, they can just stay there. Yeah, and a lot of people bitch about the union, and I'm not saying it doesn't need to improve, it does, especially with all this new media streaming stuff. Yeah. But dude, thank God for it, bro. Yeah. Because like, you see that, I remember I booked a Mercury Insurance National non-union, mm-hmm. and they paid me 100, and they were paying you $100. And I said no. This one had nothing booked. Right, right. I was like, this makes no sense. Makes no you sense. have to be smart for this. <laughs> You're gonna pay me a hundred bucks for a national network commercial. My casting director called me personally. She goes, I don't know, this is. She told me she did this absurd. I go, I have nothing going on with my life at this point. Right, and I'm still saying no. That's no, insane no. to me. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking bull. Like at least you should be able to at least give me a grand. Right. I would have done a grand just financially because I could use the money. Yeah. Right. I mean, at least five hundred based off there. But network national. Sure. Network fucking network. Yeah. I that's know. like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. It wasn't like Gary's auto. <laughs> yeah, like those you get, no, uh, you can yeah, even understand. Yeah. As an actor, you don't want to do it, but you understand just as a human, like, dude, you have a mom and pop shop. Yeah, you yeah. don't have union yeah. money. Like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And there's actors who are willing to do it because yeah. they fucking need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I did those. I did. I did a lot of industrials. Did you do industrials? You seem like you'd be an industrial king. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they love your style of comedy because uh, to do the industrials, they want like a comedic workplace environment. Right. And you were, I mean, that's what I was good at, bringing the comedy into a workplace environment. Yeah. I worked with a bunch of people that, you know, you want to have fun improving together, you're fun to improv with. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what they like. That's almost. what I love about it. Yeah. Commercials are cool because they let you kind of riff. In the, in the auditions, I mean, typically. But I feel like I haven't had as many where I've been able to improv like you have. It, yeah, it does depend on the, like on the specific spot. Some of them that's more more narrow, you know, what they're asking for. Other ones, I love. Other ones, I still love your AT and T one. So funny. Oh, thank you. Hey, yeah. uh, give me a snake salad. No lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come out. Die. So funny. Give me a snake salad. No lettuce. Thanks. What? <laughs> When you go in for like a commercial audition, do you feel like you have a good grasp of this, of like what they want? It's taken a long time. I feel like I have a much, much better grasp than I did. But it's like every year you learn like something new. I still don't feel like, oh, this I can get this book anything. You know, it's still like everyone is still like, uh, you sort of have to start from the beginning and go through the checklist of like the things that you know that, you know, that they're... That's going to be needed to like get the callback, and then you're going through this other checklist of things that happens that you know you need to execute at a callback. It's like, what would you say is a thing that you would need to execute to get a callback? Um, Some of the things, at least. I would say, well, in in my experience, just to get to the callback, you're just looking to stand out, not looking to like do the script perfectly or anything. You're just looking to. Elicit some sort of something's there. Something, right? Something that other people aren't thinking of. The callback's different. The callback requires more preparation in the sense that, like, let's say it's a script and it's like, you know, you've got four, you know, four or five lines and you're interacting with some character. It's like you need to. uh, The problem I had for a long time was I would go in and I would just memorize the script, Uh or on other ones I would just sort of think. Ah, I won't. I won't worry about the script. I'll just sort of uh, improvise my way. Around. Right. Well, the truth, is, the fact is, you don't know what the director's going to ask for. They may say, "Do not add anything extra," or they'll say, 
add whatever you want. And so you have to have sort of both things. I think people just generally don't think you need to prepare for a commercial audition, which is, I guess, maybe a reason that I... I don't know. That, I that is true. Arrogant. Like, you, but you will hear that. I, I will prepare a lot. So I think you have to have both those ideas in mind. Like the director, they either want it exactly how it is, or they want you to have build, you know, swing around it and you know, totally add stuff. And it just depends on the nature of the spot, like and how it's written. You can sort of tell when you read the spot. Like, is this written in a manner that sort of indicates that improv would be appropriate, or is right. it written in a manner that it, it, it's not totally so mm -hmm. it's things like that um, and then it's also yeah if it's an insurance commercial don't improv yeah don't they, they, they have lawyers write this yeah you so, can't make up a new price on the car yeah yeah you you have to stick to what they're saying because they can get sued right so on those they're really looking like the addiction can you speak well and be friendly yeah those yeah. ones I tend to do pretty well at even the improv, but I don't get like the really fun improv ones like you. I used to. I used to actually, like you said, have fun. I used to have a lot more fun in a commercial. I don't really get the fun ones anymore. Right. They're very simple. A lot of freaking ones I just go and say one line, smile. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I had like a fun improv. I know. Like where I'm like, damn, I had fun. Sometimes you can just do that yourself, though. I mean, you can, no, yeah, make, no, it, you can yeah. make it into that. That's the key. Yeah. That's, that's the fucking key. Yeah. I, oh, now I always go in with that mindset. Yeah. Well, the page doesn't look like anything, but if you add some stuff, what's the worst thing I can say? Totally. It's like pair it back. Um, a lot of it, too, I feel like I'm, is, a, is you're sort of reading the director, and it's that's the guy who's going to hire you. I mean, it's the, the agency, but it's reading the personality. That's what I was going to ask you. You're getting that vibe off of Forget the director on the second session or a callback, but yeah. the initial session. How much do you listen to the reader? Not much. I stopped. <laughs> so uh, at BBR, because I used to, I was, remember I tell you, I was like, I used to be on a bail a lot, but my booking rate on a bail was kind of low. Yeah. So I think I was on a bail like 12 times, mm -hmm. and I booked like four, uh -huh. which now I feel like everyone gets a bail for everything. It's common. Yeah. But back when I was, it was like, it should be a higher rate. Yeah. Say the CEO of BBR like, took like 10 of the people they liked the most and t told them one thing, and that's the one thing he told me to do. Ah. He said, stop listening to what the fuck these guys say. And I was like, okay. He's like, do you? Yeah. And so I was like, all right. Because he's like, these guys are giving you their opinion. Right. The director's watching the tape. Right. He's right. giving you their opinion. So sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be good, yeah. And there's some guys that I audition for that I trust, right. that I have a relationship with now because I know them. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? So then he'll be like, look, man, I've seen you do this, you can do this easy, just do whatever you want then. Because they know you too. Right. Yes. Those yeah, are yeah. But with a random guy, I'm very mindful, like... He's like, less energy. In my head, I'm like, I book with my energy. Yeah. So I'm not fucking lowering my energy. Right, right. Because he doesn't know what... He doesn't know what I bring. He doesn't know what he, I think about. When they always go to me, especially like, yeah, just throw it away. Yeah, right. I just won't. Right. You'll like, just, just gym carry it. I won't go over... Well, right even. They'll give you an example. They'll just be like, say it like this, like, uh, and that's what I meant. I'm like, that's not going to show shit. Everyone's going to sound too plain. I know what you're yeah. saying, be real, but you can still be high energy and real. Yeah, right. Not being cartoony. Right. So, yeah, that shit. but then sometimes, but sometimes none of that stuff will work. It's just no, there's a million variables. A million variables. Yeah, but but I think there are some. A lot of that's true. Uh, the majority of the time, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and then it's also just knowing yourself. You know what energy you're bringing, and what your talents yeah. are, and what where you know what your thing is. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing to learn, though. Um, knowing your energy and just really how it, how it comes out. 
That's yeah. something that like takes time. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. especially for actors because you're always most actors question themselves like, insecure and shit. So yeah. You know? Well, I was just thinking about that the other day, and I was thinking about how important it was because I saw Alec Baldwin's on a new talk show, right? Alec Baldwin. Really? Uh, yeah, it's a talk show. It's on, on Sunday nights. It's on like NBC or ABC, and he interviews celebrities. Sick. And um, I love I love Alec. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I love Alec Baldwin. You know, he's been on Thirty Rock, so we know from there where he's been in a million movies. And you know, like Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and like okay, so he's he's done sort of everything, right? And you think, and you go back, and I'm watching him on the talk show, and I'm like, not no offense. A great talk show host just doesn't have. Not even I don't know what it is. Host is a specific quality. That's a that's a tricky thing to do. But he's out bowling and he's he can do it because he's out and they're gonna give him a shot at it. So there's a reason people love Letterman because he was damn good. He's back he's on Netflix good. by the way. Oh, that's, oh, oh, is he? Yeah. And he's a great. Is he, he's doing the interviews. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, like Barack Obama is Jay Z on like George Clooney. Yeah. But what I was what what it made me realize was what you're talking about is that it's like. Yes, in your mind you think you can do this, 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 but it's like I actually I'm I particularly only I sorry, I specifically just mostly want to see Alec Baldwin scream at people. I yeah, because he's so I, good. I, I've never seen him host. I don't. I don't right, is he that's hosted SNL a couple times and he's funny. He's charismatic. Right, but it's sometimes different doing the funny, charismatic, and then interviewing someone. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because like, the biggest, you know, I don't know why Jay Leno. Gets so much shit. Like a lot of people just hate him. Yeah. But for me personally, I always found him to be one of the best hosts. Yeah, he was fantastic. I thought he was really freaking good. I, he's I, better I, than Conan as like a host, in my opinion. Conan's yeah. like maybe funnier, but he was how, hurt. How much shit does Jay? I mean, maybe he got. He's, he was shit. like the hated guy, especially with the Conan shit that came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. But a lot of people just as a host. People always like Letterman way more. Yeah. In general, yeah. even though Jay Leno had the better ratings, like yeah. Letterman, traditionally people people thought Jay Leno. But I always thought he did a really good job of making the guest feel very special. He was very good at that. Yes, and he, he let them ne- shine. He, he, let, he was genius at that. Yeah, there's a story like Conan talks about, like when he was starting off hosting, Louis C.K. would call him and be like, "Look, man, you're good, but you're outshining your guests." No, oh, interesting. So you got to stop that. Interesting, right? Which, I mean, he's a genius. He's, like, one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah, but so when you're outshining your guests and you're not there, supposed to be the star yeah. of your show. Yeah. That is the key, is you have to engage your guests. It's about them, not you. Because you have the first 30 minutes when you're doing your monologue. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's you. Yeah. To make exactly. it as funny as possible. And it's your fucking show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's like... You, you, <laughs> you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get it. Exactly. It's your They're show. on your show. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. How fucking... How much of an attention horn do you got to be to like have your own show and still feel insecure that they're getting the light? But right. sometimes it's that. But sometimes I, I think a lot of times, like I don't think Conan it was that. It was more of um, you feel the pressure, like the, the ratings have to do well, and yeah. I have to be funny. Oh right, that's, but yeah. you're also understanding that like you can still be funny when you're bouncing back and forth more. Right, that yeah. was really good at that. Craig yeah, Ferguson for me killed it. Yeah, that. Ferguson was really. I like Fuck Ferguson it. a lot. He leans back so far his chair, I think he's gonna fall over half the time. He's like, uh, he never noticed that. He does do, but he's so comfortable. Very. I, I. The best host. They must have something holding him up. Yeah, but well, the best host. He's at one hundred and eighty. That's true, but he's he probably too drunk half the fucking. He's like blanking, uh, and he's like. That's true. Oh yeah. And you would talk. Yeah, yeah. If you want to learn how to interview a host, everyone should listen to Howard Stern. Oh, I think it's yeah. the best interviewer of all time. That being said, I don't know all the great ones. There's that one guy that people talk about in France, the Bernard, whatever. Yeah, he yeah. Has to be the best interviewer, yeah. but I've never seen his stuff. But in my opinion, Howard Stern, to me, 
to be that outlandish, that ridiculous, have that reputation, and still make people come into your studio and feel that comfortable. Yeah. That's not even good to do it. That's, that's when you know you made it, too, is when you get invited on a hamster. Fuck yeah, man. That's like the granddaddy. I mean, that's just... Although, not necessarily, because they just have strippers and midgets there. No, but things have changed. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I know. That was the old days. That was the, that was e, the old, that was the old e channel. But now it's like, you know, you made it if you got it. Yeah. 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 The E show was hilarious. That was like nothing but just porn and you know, weird it, shit. To me, Howard Stern is definitely one of them. But to me, if you really make it, I don't know, the guy will probably be dead by then. It's inside the actor's studio. Oh, yeah. James Lipton? Yeah, he's dead. Way he make it? Yeah. I thought that 10 years ago. Like, what is he, 92 yeah. now or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He looks fantastic for him. He does. does. Um, but yeah, like when you're on that, you're like... Yeah, that's when you know they're... That's when you're like, holy shit, shit it's the holy you know. grail. Of yeah. But I just think that, you know, I, I don't know if I... The metaphor I was using, or if it was even a metaphor. I actually don't even know what a metaphor is. But, um, you know, I think, like, if Alec Baldwin wasn't... My, my point was, if Alec Baldwin wasn't famous, and in his head he thought, I think uh, I want to go into comedy or, like, hosting. Like, that's that's what my passion is. But in reality, like, his his skill that's, like, so so wildly entertaining is, like, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Him when he's... Because he's when he's pissed, like when he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he wasn't aware of that, like, uh, and I think that's a big challenge out here as an aspiring actor. Because you're trying to like constantly gauge the reality of what it is that people really buy. like about you or buy about you. Yeah, and it, it also takes a long time to buy yourself as you keep going. Yeah, because it's hard. Because fucking hope to. Because opportunities come it takes up. Awareness. Though. Yeah, sometimes opportunities in your path come up, and yeah. you never would saw that coming yeah and then it goes well or you enjoy it or you yeah. like it or the audience reacts well to it yeah. and you're like oh yeah. yeah Alec has that like a Bill O'Reilly vibe yeah you know when he's angry it's special fucking battle yeah and he you know he's from New York so he has that cadence right. where it's just dry to the fucking you know just angry and right. yeah yeah right uh, he's so great well Bol- Bolin's first Bolin's first guest was Jerry Seinfeld on the show oh sick. and uh yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a hard interview. <laughs> yeah, because he's not so, an easy guy to interview at all. He's just stubborn. He's, he's, like, he's stubborn as fuck, and he has no <laughs> yeah. bullshit, and he doesn't like him, to be honest. He right. likes to be the interviewer. Oh. So that's that. That's a good challenge for anybody. It was. It, that one was fun to watch, because Seinfeld's felt so engaging and hilarious, but I don't know how the other episodes are going. That's probably because he likes Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> he, loves, he loves being around funny people. Yeah. It's yeah. funny when you watch like a Fox News anchor, or like a female... Fox News anchor, or just, okay. especially an unfunny person, watch those. I watch those. It's hilarious to watch Seinfeld's face. He almost like kill himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's literally <laughs> just writing stuff in his head, going, It's a waste of my fucking time. The worst right, is to right. see people that aren't funny try to. Uh, I saw, uh, I forgot the guy's name, uh, interviewer for a movie or a comic, interview Kevin Hart and Louis C.K. Uh-huh. Look, you're around people who are like comedic geniuses. Yeah. Don't try to be funny. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, not going to be funny. Right. Around these guys who are really funny. Exactly. It's like, okay, us three, like, we do comedy, we have fun. Now imagine someone trying to tell us a knock knock joke. Wait, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Like, right. dude. You I mean, can't... I listen to it, but. But yeah, <laughs> I listen to it, reuse it. I'm just saying. But like, you, if you, you, that's when he goes into either you got it or you don't when you're talking. You People will learn, but like, either it's in you, right. or it's not, you just do it. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually funny too, because I saw a New York Times guy interviewing Jerry Seinfeld, and you know, the New York Times guy, like, stupid. Uh, you know, not funny, super tie, very stiff. And he asked, but the, and the interview was very serious. It was like serious questions about Seinfeld's career. And um, he, 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 you know, he asked Seinfeld, he goes, 
Look, does this does this really take work? What you do, like to make <laughs> money, or um, are you just naturally like this? And Seinfeld goes, "Well, uh, we've been here for thirty minutes, and like it wasn't like the most fun." He's like, "Do you think these people would have paid eighty dollars if this was a stand-up show?" I don't think so. You know, his point being like, "Yeah, you do to a degree have to work on it for some people." No, of uh, course, I mean, you're but then there's other people. Yeah, that's different. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was just like it's, it, I mean, his, his his response is just so. I like I like watching his interviews. I'm trying to have, yeah. I'm trying to have like a, an understanding of that we'll pers- that perspective. Like, do people really have that much like lack of awareness of what it takes to do stand up and think shit like that? Like, oh, you just probably just naturally get up there. Yeah, no, but it's like it's what like, we talked about earlier. Yeah. Back, I actually made an Instagram video about it earlier because yeah. I was like, there's a difference between opinion and critique. Right. You know, like a lot of people. Sports to me is the easiest example. Like when people are like, you should have shot that. It's like, you can't teach LeBron shit. Right. right, right. I mean, I know people joke, but let's be honest. 99.999% of the world have nothing to teach this man. Right, right. There's nothing yeah. you know more Stupid. than him. Just you the, simply have an opinion. You don't have to like the way he plays. You're allowed to do that. Right, right. But the fact that you think your opinion means you have critique to make him better. Right. That's where you're kidding yourself. Yeah. You don't so, under, you're not you don't have the skill set. Right. Right? Even I feel that way. If my if someone like a random friend that's not an actor tells me how to be a better actor, go fuck yourself. But right. if like someone a director or someone I trust or who's skilled in it tells me, yo, you need to do this part, okay. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. It's a good but why would I take it from someone who I know more than it? Right. Like your own home. If I go home Exactly. If I go if you go home, you're the best actor most any any environment in Ohio, right? Not it's not your arrogance, it's what you do. Yeah. Like if I walk in home, I, I better be the best comedian, host, and actor because it's what the fuck I do. Yeah. Right? Well, some engineers better not freaking really suck then, you right. know? Like, I don't tell you how to be a better doctor. Right. I don't no. know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's true. But when entertainment's one of those things, people always feel like their opinion is a critique because we're in TV, you're in their home, you you pull at their heartstrings. Exactly. Right. So now they have this arrogance to think that, like, well, he sucks at this. You don't even know how, like, how to break down a script or audition or storytell or edit. You don't know yes. anything. Yes. It's definitely one of those. You just know that you don't like it, which is fine. Right. You don't have to like it. Yeah. Doesn't mean they have to make you like it. It's a weird thing that's yeah. that's harder than it looks. Just like sports, it's like, yeah. oh, why did you strike out? And, you know, yeah. it's like, well, it's harder than it looks. No, you made a good point last time. It's because like we're talking about how people think acting's easy because people haven't seen shitty acting. Exactly. Right. That's a good. Yeah. Like we should. Can you imagine one day where we just play every shitty student film? Yeah. And we go. Oh <laughs> God. Exactly. Imagine that, right? Like imagine just. On the like on ESPN, we start playing like the pickup game on the at the park, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, these guys really suck." Guy throws his back out like yeah. first shot. Like no, no one's making a free throw, and shit you take for granted. Like, free throws are hard, actually, but like no one's making them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd be like, "Holy fuck, okay, these guys in the NBA are really good." Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Like his let NBA players fuck up is a normal person's best day. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shittiest guy on in the NBA is still one of the best players in the world. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Ain't that crazy? crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, like, um, yeah, you wouldn't think that about like a doctor. Oh, like, oh, like, that's that's that looks easy. It's like, oh, that, oh, that looks that looks really fucking hard, actually. Right. Yeah. It's like now you have these like m- like minimum invasive procedures, right? And, and they're like, oh, that's pretty convenient. He just has to kind of go in. You're like, no, he fucking has to be really. Yeah. Precise. And when they're saying anatomy, it's like he just has to hit a nerve and you're fucking paralyzed. How can you say? Yeah. That's, you know the pressure this guy fucking has? Yes. Your life's in his 
hands, yes. literally. And the argument there is like, well, at least he doesn't have to open them up. I'm like, well, you probably want to to be able to see all this shit. Yeah. Now he just has to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he has cameras and stuff, but it's kind of funny. He's just like, imagine just feeling his. He's like, that's. His, that's. <laughs> That's his aorta, right? You like open air up, you're like, whoop, whoop! Yeah. Was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh, shit. Alright, should hey, we so, get out of here? Well, before that, so, Fishbowl, California, he's in. May 1st, we come out. Amazon Pro- iTunes. Promotions, bad boy. Yes. May 1st, Amazon iTunes. Check Fishbowl, it out. Fishbowl, California, Rom-Com, huh? Family Comedy. Everyone's in it. Everyone here is in it. Exactly. Paula. Yeah. But, of course, the great lead. Handled it. That's what they call me. The Great Lead. Hey, what commercials? Well, are that's what I demand. What commercials are you running <laughs> that are ready? Uh, I have a, a commercial with Ricky Fowler, who's a gol- uh, pro golfer, which is sick. Um, and then I have a spot for Euro, which is like a Wi-Fi thing. Uh, it's not a Christmas spot playing. And then um, what else? AT and T. They took that one away. Okay. Oh, so, uh, yeah. You're 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 doing fine. Yeah. All right. Sweet man. Peace. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I'm just looking at the day.